Hey, I'm Tyler. And I'm Katie. You're listening to Nostalgia, the podcast that when you listen to it, gives you the same feeling you used to have as when you swung a little too high up on the swings and then came back to earth. Were you a, um... Don't say it. (laughs) Were you a child who liked to play on the swing set? Oh yeah, absolutely. I actually had my own swing set in my backyard and it was the greatest thing ever. Cool. What? I need some more description here. I want to picture this with the seats... Wood? No, they plastic. were plastic. Okay. What about the chains? Were they coated or were they just straight up metal? I think they were just straight up metal chains. <laughs> That's the best. That's like, yeah. I have very good memories of like big chain link, you yeah. know, like really hefty chain link that you'd hold and hopefully not pinch your hands. Yeah. We had a slide and everything. Wow. Sometimes we would put our cat Simon down it. Oh. He was a pretty good sport. He lived for 900 years. <laughs> Didn't you not know how old he was? We, he, he was, was stray, an ageless right? being. Right. Yeah. He was like a neighborhood cat. And then literally all of our childhood seemed to be there in the background, sometimes going down the slide, sometimes just like hanging out when we put a bunch of rainwater in a bucket and like made a potion. And he was a black cat, so it was like pretty, pretty applicable. Oh, I see. He's witchy. Yeah. And then somehow he became our cat. And then after that, he lived until I think I was in college when he died. I knew Simon. Maybe it was grad school. Who knows? But he was like, he was already, you know, he was already an adult cat when when I was a kid. He may have even been geriatric already when you were a kid. Unclear. He was, he lived to be a thousand years old. He's a nice grumpy old cat. I liked him a lot. He was. Well, Kate, speaking of swing sets, (laughs) did you ever want to go over the bar, swing all the way around? Um, not really, because I was a pretty cautious kid, but I would jump off this way. Oh, you were a jumper? You ever hurt yourself doing that? Oh, Tons of times. <laughs> Not like broken limbs. No, just no, no. Just scrapes scraped and up. Because and... the, um, like our play area, like our swing set area had wood chips mm-hmm. as the base, but they must have been the biggest wood chips about. It was just bark <laughs> chips. It was just huge pieces of bark and you'd land on them and it would just like tear your skin off your bones. You. Well, Kate, I like the swings too. I had a swing set at home. My chains were coated with the uh, the wimp stuff. Yeah. And at school, I loved to. I would like run to the swings as an elementary school oh, student. I wanted it. I wanted to be on them swings. But what we're gonna watch today, Kate, is related sort of to the swing set and going over the bar, swinging all the way around, which I never did. I don't think it was possible. I mean, I would swing full recess period, an hour straight at home, and I would get as high as possible. I just don't see how you could go over the bar. I think you'd have to be going really fast. Like, right. Like, how could you get that much? Like a rocket swing. <laughs> like a jackass style right. rocket I, swing, I feel, which I, I think as that. adults we could make. That's pretty cool. All right. Put a pin in that. We're going to we're gonna start playing. When we're done this episode, we're going to start uh, drawing up plans for our adult-sized rocket swing it's in our backyard. It feels more like a playground legend that like a yeah, kid claims yeah. they've gone over the bar. Well, Kate, we're going to watch. It's not a show necessarily. They're just ve- there's a couple very very short episodes of this. Have you ever seen Inside Out Boy? No. Well, Kate, Inside Out Boy was a series of very short claymation uh, episodes for lack of a better word. That... I like how you keep saying short like it's going to make me enjoy this more. <laughs> You're like, "Kate, it's so short." Inside Out Boy was a series of claymation shorts that aired between commercial breaks on Nickelodeon. This idea of an interstitial. In the early days of cable, Kate, the cable channels didn't put commercials on. 
uh-huh. right? Because you were paying to view the cable channels. Sure. So they could, first of all, they didn't do this on Nickelodeon, but they could curse. You know, like in the early days of cable in the 80s, really late 70s, but the early to mid 80s, the FCC wasn't really involved because people were paying for the privilege to have cable. That is still true about channels like HBO, you know, the, the cursing. But nowadays, of course, they double dip. And we grew up in the era where if you had cable, which you did not as a child, but if you did, you paid for the privilege. Sure. And you had to watch commercials. It's kind of kind of crummy when you think about it. It is. But so like a channel like Nickelodeon, what they would do, because they would still provide commercial break time just for pacing so shows would still start on a half hour. In the earliest days, they would create their own content to put on in between the commercial breaks. Like MTV really made this famous with their station identification. They would have these, hire these cool experimental animators and have the MTV logo do weird stuff. And they'd have famous musicians tell you, you know, you're, I'm David Bowie, you're watching MTV. Mm-hmm. So Nickelodeon used the same people. They hired a lot of the same people who made all those station identifications for MTV. So they were doing the same thing. It's where you get the Nick Orange Splat logo, all of the little station identification bits where those guys sing, you know, Nick, 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 Nickelodeon, that stuff. Yeah, that's not annoying at all. I love it. One of the things they would do, even after they added commercials, they would still sprinkle this stuff in, which really kept you watching is really what it's doing, but also Mm -hmm. gives the channel a very unique identity, which is part of the reason why I'm obsessed with Nickelodeon still to this day, because this branding was so on point and unique. So they had this series that would air, these one-minute shorts called Inside Out Boy. They're claymation. Uh, They were created by Scott Webb and Will McRobb. They both worked for Nickelodeon's interstitial department. They just made content between the commercials. Will McRobb, while doing that, also co-created Pete and Pete. We saw that show a long time ago on this podcast. Yeah, that kid getting a tattoo? Yes. I don't like that show. Those started as interstitials, really short ones. They created the concept, Webb and McRobb. They hired a company called Sculptoons, which is run by Tom Gassick and Elizabeth Butler. So the shorts, there's five of them, were co-directed by Tom Gassick and Scott Webb, and they were animated and designed by Elizabeth Butler. The five shorts, first one aired in 1989, is called Library. Second one, Science Fair, 1990. Third one, MC Mallet, 1991. Prison, 1992. And Girls, 1993. I remember these. Even though they the original air dates were 1989 through 1993, makes me two years old when the final one originally airs, they re-ran them forever. You know, these were being run pretty much all the way up to about the year 2000 in between commercials. They also put them on some Rugrats VHS tapes that I had, so I would see them there. This is just like really great vintage early 90s Nickelodeon right here. Kind of gross, as you'll see, based on the name Inside Out Boy. Ew. Uh, just the inside out. Yeah, weird claymation, just fantastic. And just really interesting to me, again, that when I did this research, I expected to find like 50 of these, but there are literally five. And they just kept showing them over and over and over again. Ready to watch? Yeah, let's do it. He was just an ordinary kid until that fateful day when he accidentally swung over the bar and learned he had incredible powers beyond those of any superhero. Where are my He had become Inside Out Boy. He couldn't fly or even leap tall buildings. But what he could do, gross out adults, made him a hero to kids the world over. Excuse me. Inside Out Boy, what you want in a hero. Guts. From the network that's got what you want, Nickelodeon. Ugh. All right, so this little punk swung over the bar, turned inside <laughs> out, and all he does is gross out adults. Yeah, they're disgusted okay. by him. So it wasn't enough to watch, like, crazy cartoons. You also had this. That was it? He's got guts. <sighs> they're one minute, Kate. It's great. This is 
nice and fast. I'm almost done. <laughs> and in the one minute, they always include how it yeah. happened again. I do respect the craftsmanship that went into it. It's pretty know? cool because it's got this like flat look. Oh, look, you can see his nervous system. Oh, he's rapping. It was the 90s. He's got guts, Kate. They just keep saying guts. Hey, he's got what it takes. Guts. All right, it's a bit overkill that the SWAT team has arrived and are all aiming guns at Inside Out Boy. This is a good, I feel like a good lesson in just how much exposition you need. Yeah. Like, you don't need much more than that. Yeah, Here's about... the story of a kid who swung over the bar and became Inside Out Boy. That's it. Ugh. That makes me think of, like, kids who would do, like, weird eye tricks. They would, like, turn their the eyelid inside out. And yeah. you're like, why are you touching your out. eyelid? You're not supposed to be touching your eyes. No wonder you have pink eye every day. Rejoin our hero as he faces his greatest challenge, <laughs> girls. Hi. Hey, you're that Inside Out Boy. Call me I.O.B. So, like, what are your superpowers, I.O.B.? Well... Do you have super breath? No, but I do have minty fresh breath. Smell. Do you have x-ray eyes? Nope, but I can turn my eyelids outside in. Look. Gross. I thought you were different. I am. Wait. We're going to be late. You are late. Hall passes, please. Sorry, no pockets. Inside Out Boy, he's got what it takes to impress a girl. Guts. For more adventures, keep watching Nickelodeon. All right, Kate, Inside Out Boy, what do you think of that? It was short, it was quick, and those are two redeeming qualities. I mean, okay, here's here's what I liked about it. I liked that you didn't need a lot of exposition to understand. I liked claymation. I think claymation is really interesting and cool. You know, there's a lot of, like, thought and planning that goes into making a claymation thing, any kind of stop-motion thing, um, and I respect that. And that's really it. I would have liked to see, I don't know, like, more what makes me laugh often in, like, kids' media is, like, playground lore, you know? Well, swing over the bar and you turn inside out. I would have liked to see more of that. Ah. Yeah, some of these, it's like the term you use a lot is kids being kids, too. And some of these, and they, like, kind of touch on that. I mean, they're so short, they barely have time. Because, like, you know, they're in the hallway, him and the girl, and they don't have a hall pass, but he gets out of trouble by being like, sorry, I don't have any pockets because I'm inside out. And then the teacher, like, screams and flies away, so he gets away with it, you know? It's just, like, pretty clever. It's just kind of goofy that they also have him <laughs> get arrested. I don't know. Can you see uh, why your parents didn't want to get cable and let you watch Nickelodeon as yeah, a child? absolutely. Who's literally... <laughs> a little boy whose organs are on the outside of his body running around. It is a little bit grotesque when you think about it. Love it. That's what's so good about it. It's like kind of gross. All the adults in it are terrified, but none of the kids are. Very, very clever. What I'm just most fascinated by is the fact that they strung us along as kids for years with just five of those one-minute shorts. (laughs) It's crazy. Also, side note, as far as I can tell, this is the first Nicktoon because they didn't make their three first animated shows until 1991, and this started in 1989, so I guess technically. Also, do you remember on Pee-wee's Playhouse, Penny, the little girl with pennies for eyes? Yeah. The two people who ran that studio that made this sculpt tunes, Tom Gassick and Elizabeth Butler, they previously had worked on, both of them worked on those Penny cartoons, so it has like pretty much the same style. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so anyway, Inside Out Boy, guys, they're all out there. There's literally five minutes worth on YouTube if you want to go relive your childhood. I, I recommend it. This is one thing, it's so short, like you have nothing to lose by sitting yeah. through it, and it's pretty much exactly what you remember. Thanks for listening to the only podcast that's got guts inside of it. Tune in next week, tell us what to watch, and don't worry, Kate. Answering the question you didn't ask, yes, there are more little mini-series in Nick Interstitials like that. Will they be fast? <laughs>
Only one network's got the backbone to bring you a superhero with... Guts. Nickelodeon, the only network for you.